Ketubot of Sadi Hayat, the last thing we're discussing, the Mishnah in the middle of Sadi Zan Amudbet said that if a woman sold the main part of her Ketubah or she just put up for collateral or, or even some of it, she has to do it in Betin. And Hachamim argues, they said that she does not have to do it in Betin. And we ended up saying the Tanakhama of that Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon who holds that if a woman sold some of her ketubat as if she sold the entire thing and therefore she has to do things in Betin from this point forward. We tried showing a contradiction from, from a Kohen Gadol marrying a Betula that didn't work out and we ended up saying it was Rabbi Shimon. And with that we're starting Sadiqat Amud Aleph Second line in it towards the end of the line, which says, Hayi iteta. This uh, woman in Almanah, the Tafsaka Sadechaspa, she grabbed a silver cup, Biktubata, for her Ktuba. And obviously, the silver cup didn't have the entire money of what her Ktuba is worth, but she, but she grabbed it. Now, Kataba Mizone, she's coming to ask for her Mizonot from the Yatomim. So she came in front of Rabba. And the question is, because she took some of the Ktuba, does she get Mizonot or not? He told the Tomim, go give her food. Because we don't have like Rabbi Shimon who says if she took some of the money, it's as if she took the entire money, she doesn't get anything anymore from the Mezonot. Rather, we all like Hachamim. If she didn't take the entire Ketubah, she could still get Mezonot. And Shalach le Rabbah berede Rabbah le Yosef. Rabbah, the son of Rabbah, sent to Rabbi Yosef. Let's say an almanah she sold to get her money for her ketubah without a betin. Does she need to swear or not? And so Rav Yosef answered him back. According to you, does she need the hachasad? We have to announce uh, before she sells that she has to, uh, to to tell people that she's selling it so they can be a, a fair price. I'm not asking about an announcement because of course they don't have to announce that. If an almana assessed the land, whatever it's worth you know, by herself, lost she didn't do anything. The Yatomim could go back and take it uh, out of her hands and just give her money instead uh, for her ktuba. So again, hechidami. Uh, what was Ra- Rav Nachman uh, talking about over there? Idachruz, if they made an announcement, if she went and she announced in shul, she went to the marketplace and she said, I'm selling this land, am I lost? Then why didn't she do anything? She did a good job. Elalav, rather you have to say, Idachruz, that she didn't announce. If she kept that land for herself, then okay, she didn't do anything because maybe she didn't uh, get a full assessment. But if she sold it to someone else, whatever she did, she didn't. Even if she didn't announce it, we're not going to say that maybe someone took advantage and uh, paid uh, lower for that. The Gemara says, no, you could always say that they did announce. And if she sold it to herself, they could always tell her, man who is the person who assessed this land for you? Meaning, but when she sold it to other people, she could always say, listen, Hachanim uh, gave me permission. I asked around. This is the price I got. Kihai, like there was a story. There was a person, Betin, kept by him a bag that belonged to Yetomim. And this bag had animal fodder inside of it. So he went and he assessed the price. He wanted to buy it for his own, for his own use. And it was for 400 zoos. Ikar, 
and come bishit me'ah. Later, inflation happened. It went up in price. It's now worth 600. So, Atala came to Rabbi Ami. He came in to Rabbi Ami and he wanted to find out, do I have to pay them 600, 400? What's exactly the story? Now, Marley, and he told him, Man Shamlach, who's the one who sets the price for you? Uh, meaning, you had no permission to do that. And the Gemara ends off, And we end off saying that this Almana who sold without a betin, she needs to swear, but she does not need to announce the, what what she's selling. Next Mishnah, Almana Shaita Ketubata Matayim. Yad Almana, her Ketubah says 200 on it. Umachra Shaveh Maneh Bimatayim. She sold the land that's worth 100 for 200. Or Shaveh Matayim Bimaneh. Or she sold the land that's worth 200 for 100. Nitkabla Ketubata. At that point, she got her Ketubah, and that's it. The Yatomim don't have to add her anything. Just because she made a good deal and she sold it for more or she lost on the deal. Either way, you take what you took whatever you got and that's it. If she sold something that is worth a mané and a dinar for a mané, it's batel. The whole thing is canceled. And even if she's saying, I'll give a dinar back to the Yorshin, still mechra batel. The whole thing is uh, is batel. What's the reason? You only had permission to sell something the exact worth or less of your ktuba. Anything more, you had no permission to touch. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer leolam michrakayim. No, the sale stands unless ad sheteheh sham kedeshet shayer besade batishakabin. Unless the the whole error of the price was so extreme that. A land would have been left if it was a sadeh field, batish akabin nine. Uh, that means that you could plant nine kav over there. That's a shior sadeh. Ubginan, if it was a garden about hatzikav, uh, you would have had a leftover uh, a garden hatzikav. If we hold it, it would have been Betrova by Agina. The bottom line is something would have been left over there. Something substantial would have been left over there. Then the whole thing is canceled out. But if uh, if a little bit was left, she always has the option of selling it and just giving them that dinar or whatever would have been left. Let's say her ketubah was 400. And she sold the four, four properties. The first one, this one for 100, that one to 100, the third one for 100. The last one, if the last field was worth a mané and dinar for a mané, the last one is not a sale. But the first three would count. And the Gemara asks, Why is it when she sold the land for only bimane for only a hundred? If it was, she sold the land worth two hundred for a hundred, why is it that you lost? That's it. You're, you're, it's your problem. We have to look at the case opposite. If it was worth 100 and she found a great deal and she sold it to someone for 200 you should also tell her, or she should at least tell them, I made some money, meaning it was only worth 100 and I made the rest of the money and I deserve another 100 Meaning, if we're saying the land is the land, when it's 200 and when she sold it for 100 you, and then you have to say the same thing when it's 100 and, and she sold it for 200 so Amar of Nachman, Amar Abba Barabuha, Kan Shana Rabbi over here, Rabbi Toras, Hakol Lebal Hamaot. All the prophets goes to the person who sent the messenger. Now, what what are we talking about? Kedetanya. 
person send his messenger to, to the store to go buy uh, whatever it is, some sort of merchandise. Let's just say wheat. I'd say they sell them an extra pound. The very holds everything goes to the to the messenger because they probably added it for him. No, they take that that extra pound, whatever they added to him, and they split it in half. And the Gemara says the problem. Well, yeah, but wait a second. Everything goes to the to the person who sent them with the money. And Rami Barhama said, no, there's not a contradiction. Depends. Can when did the BOC say split? But when there's a set amount, let's say they sell uh, wheat per pound and uh, no one gives a break. So when they added a pound, it's probably because they gave it as a gift because no one gives an extra pound. If it's something set, it has a set number, no one's going to give anything extra. So they're not going to give them a break on it. So rather, they probably gave it them as a gift and therefore it goes to the, the messenger. It's going to go to the uh, to the owner. So they split it in half. We're not sure, so they split it in half. Khan, but when it's something that there's no set price, then Rebus, he says everything goes to the person who sent him because it could be they just sold it to him for a lesser price, meaning there's no set price over here. It, just, it could be anything. Today it's this, tomorrow it's higher, tomorrow it's, it's lower. So since there's no amount, it could be they sold them for lower, and therefore in that case Rebus would say it goes to the person who gave him the money. So you see, Rabbi holds like the second Rabbi, you see where everything goes to the person who sent him. So we got to say the same thing over here. When this woman sold this uh, land, which does not have a set price, if she sold it uh, for uh, more, she can't say, oh, uh, I, the rest was a gift. No, there's no set price on the land. Uh, land uh, goes by whatever people pay you. And therefore, you got your 200, get out. And I'm out of Papa Hilcheta. If something has a sad price, then the, the messenger and the person who sent them, uh, they, they split the, the revenue. But if it's something that does not have a sad price, I call the Balamarot, everything goes to the person who sent them with the money. My Kamash Malan, what's the Hidush? We all know this is all over Shas. So like Mark explains now, Rafapa explains that we're coming to explain to you that the answer that we answered when it comes to something with a set price, not set price, is a real answer. Why? Because we're trying to get the BOC, the halakha like him, so therefore the answer that we gave is a true answer. That's the Hidush. So now, Let's say a person told his messenger, Go sell me half a core area. Ve'azal ve'zaben le'kura. And this person went and he sold an entire core. My, what would be the halakha? Mosif al-devaravu is the shaliyah adding to what he was sent to do. And ve'litka meha kane. And at least the first half he was kone. Odilma. Or maybe he's going against what he told him to do. Ve'litka namilokane. And therefore even the first half he's not kone. Meaning when a messenger did did more than what he was supposed to do, is that as if you didn't do anything? Or it's as if you did whatever you were told, but you went a little bit further. So which one is it? So So we have a Braita. This is coming about Me'ila and Kodashim. So Amar a host told his waiter, Ten go give a piece of meat to the guest. And the waiter said to them, Take two. And they took three. What's the problem? One of the meat was Basar Kodesh. They were not supposed to touch that. 
Kulan Ma'alu. Everyone did a Ma'ilan. Everyone has to give a Korban. The host, the waiter, and the and the guests. Now, Iyamat Bishlama. Let's try to understand what happened here. If you want to tell me, Mosif Aldevaravave, that the messenger added to what the host said, the Mishumachi Ba'alabait Ma'al. Now I understand why the Ba'alabait did a Ma'ilan. Because the person did what he was supposed to do, but he just turned a little bit further. And that's why the Ba'alabait did Avira also. And he has to give a Korban. But if you want to say that the shaliyah went against what he said by adding more to it, by saying take two, he went against what the owner said. Then why is the ba'alabait the ma'ila? The whole shalichot became batel. It's it's canceled out. The guy uh, the guy changed and that's it. We all know this famous mishnah If a shaliyah did what he was supposed to do, ba'alabait ma'al. Then the owner, the one who sent them, did the ma'ilah. And if the messenger didn't do what he was supposed to do, then shaliyah ma'al. Then the shaliyah did the, did the, the ma'ilah, not the, not, the, not the host, not the person who sent him. So the Gemara explains. Now you have to say that the whole shaliyah was cancelled out. And what's the reason we're mechayev the ba'alabait, korban ma'ilah? Because what are we dealing with? No, because the person told them, I want you to take one for the balabite, one because I'm giving you one, and they took three. So he over here he mentioned the balabite, they took one for balabite, and therefore the balabite did the ma'ila also. And then whatever he did, when he added that second one, they did ma'ila. When they did the third day, they did ma'ila also. So that comes out altogether. So again, we still don't have an answer that if the shaliyah added to what the Baal Abayit asked him to do, is he adding or did he totally cancel it out? So now we're trying to bring a different Mishnah. Tashema. Let's say this is our Mishnah. And she sold something that's worth mane and dinar. Let's say it's 125 for a mane. The whole thing is batel. Now, my love is Zabin Shave Mane Vedinar Bimane Vedinar. We're talking about she sold something for that for 125 for 125. Umay Mane. And what's the Mishnah? That, what are we talking about? Mane Shela. She sold for her Mane that she was supposed to get for her Ktuba. Umay Afilun. What's that Hidush that even if she wants to add a dinar to the Atomim, the whole thing gets cancelled out? What's that coming to tell me? So the Gemara explains that even if she says, I'll give them back a dinar worth of land, still, it's not good enough. It says everything is cancelled out. So now what do you see? That if she added to a shlichut, she was only allowed to sell a manet. When the minute she added, it's as if the whole thing gets cancelled out. You can't prove anything from there because you could always say you could always interpret that Mishnah to say that she sold Mane uh, Nedinar for a Mane, not for her Ketubah, which is a Mane, but she sold it for less money, and that's why it's no good. And that's why it's Batel. Now, we're in the, even though we're in the middle of a back and forth, we'll stop right here, and we'll continue tomorrow. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Amen.